continuing from last episode. Hi, I am Danny, and uh, you're listening to another episode of Stuttering Is Cool, continuing from the last episode where I interviewed the co-founders of the newly formed Australasian Stuttering Association. And I will be asking them the simple question of, tell me about your stuttering history, and I get uh, quite an intriguing answer, a few intriguing answers. But first, but first, but first, I am so excited. <laughs> I have feedback. Hi, my name is Daniel. For a long, long time, I have had a very bad stutter. And now I'm having therapy. And I find, while speaking softly and with pauses, I find it's really helping. Although, it's still far from perfect and many times especially out in public and with people who I don't know I find it very very, di- very, very difficult but but the water techniques I found is really helping and I found I had a great 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 improvement although I really really hope to carry on improving and I hope everybody else with a stutter has the same success Hi Danny Pam here from Make Room for the Stuttering, um, stutterrockstar.com. I just wanted to share with you that I recently listened to your podcast that featured Anita talking about the World Congress for for people who stutter, and I was really happy to um, uh, learn that you had gotten some information um, about what's going on in the Netherlands for that conference and I also wanted to just share with you and your listeners that I had the opportunity to be able to participate in a workshop with Anita and several other women even though I wasn't physically present, I was able to Skype in to the workshop that we did called Women Who Stutter, What Matters. And it was just such a great opportunity to be able to see and hear and interact with women that were there at the conference. And I was um, um, there as well through tech tech technology and I was so happy to be able to participate so just wanted to share thanks thank you very much thank you very much for sending in that feedback and great job great job in you know your speech tools keep it up keep up the practice the thing with stuttering is while well, part of stuttering is you got to practice you got to stay in practice and you know we will. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, fall out of practice. But you just gotta keep. You know, get yourself back up and keep going. It's just like going on a diet. You know, you say, "Oh, I'm not gonna have that that uh, donut," and then you end up having a donut. So it's no big deal. You know, no biggie if you know you. Um, you know, every time, you know we. Uh, slip once in a while. We're only human after all, right? And stuttering isn't everything. 
um, the best thing is is that you try, right? So, but kudos, and thank you very much for sharing your story. It's always great to hear, um, and to hear from listeners for the first time. Please do send in more. Uh, want to hear uh, how you're doing, and everybody else want to hear how everyone else is doing. Um, submit your feedback as often as you like. Now you're probably wondering about the noise. Uh, veteran listeners will recognize it as yes I'm in my backyard with all that traffic it's boiling hot now it's nice summer well spring sort of came uh, but disappeared and then suddenly bam 58% humidity tomorrow 78 Um, very extremely humid it's wet humid so it's not comfortable Um, and then thank you to Pam for for sharing us your story about you know I completely forgot that at the International Starving Congress uh, people were part of uh, workshops via Skype <laughs> and I think Mitch uh, Trishon was part of it too I don't know don't quote me on that one who's Mitch uh, co-founder of Stutter Social something that I co-founded along with David Resnick um, Stutter Social what is it? StutterSocial.com uh, group video chats uh, using Google Plus with people who stutter. Um, check it out. There's a schedule, stuttersocial.com, and we're also on Twitter too, uh, doing Twitter chats. Okay, now for that continuation from last week. I, I mean, the last episode. Would you like, would uh, the two of you like to share your stuttering history story or any funny stories about your stuttering or, you know, maybe when you first arrived and you're. In your new countries, you know, with a different accent and a stutter, <laughs> and well, being American. <laughs> no. <laughs> just a, well, just a I have, I have, um, I have to tell you, Danny, mm-hmm. Dan, that I don't <laughs> stutter. I'm not a person who no. stutters. You no. don't. Fraud. Wait a minute, no. Jill. What? What? No, I'm kidding. Wait, Cash, are you serious? <laughs> are kidding. you an SLP or a parent who studies? Or I mean, I am. Whatever. I'm an SLP. Ah. Um, I'm an SLP, but uh, I mean, my history with stuttering is that um, when I was working on my master's, I had a client who cluttered. Um, so that's a fluency and disorder. Much that's very it different for than this stuttering. episode. Thank you very um, but much. But in my mind, listening. I thought it was and, kind uh, of. Consider, well, at first we thought he might be stuttering. No, yeah, I but it really was not. Anyway, um, and so I sought out. Check the website, it's all there. What all additional the help I could and on the website, do to understand my client better. And so that's when I found the NSA. I mean, uh, that was how to, well, yeah, how to participate by sending an audio. So I went to the NSA meetings. My Excuse me. episode. Just. Everything I love about getting caught up meetings. in a big train wreck and, of a stutter um, when I'm speaking to my fellow stutterers. It's amazing. Um, amazing how people were just so uh, yeah, open and If you go to stutteringiscool.com, so you'll see on like, the right side of the page like they were so vulnerable of the, of because the they were website, so honest uh, send voicemail and or something like that. You use your and computer I just had mic, such admiration. speak into it, and, um, record, and, so then about, and it gets like, automatically sent to me, later, I went to the national conference. Alternatively, you can use your smartphone. My life changed. And so I went to the national conference. Voice and recorders. It was the first time or you can use I was whatever other device you want to record in. You know, save it as whatever and audio audio. file I have software that can convert. It was so everything. overwhelming. It was um, amazing. I mean, it was decide. so MP3 humbling. Is fine. 
my world shifted. Well, until then, may your stuttering always be happy. Just a few <laughs> days, two days, or whatever and it is, with confidence. of being a minority as a fluent speaker. I mean, every SLP should do it. Like, it just humbles you, and you just realize people who stutter living in this fluent world every day and what they have to put up with with society with fluent speakers and and just and just the excitement of um of all these people talking with other people who stutter like that you are highly likely to bump into somebody at that conference who's going to stutter and they're you know most of the people there and you can just talk and they would just wait and you can crack your jokes and you know it it's just it was amazing and so um after that conference, I at first I was going into my PhD. I hadn't started yet. I went to the conference. I was starting the PhD in August, and um, I thought I was going to do my PhD in language and literacy, which is an awesome topic. But after that conference, I was like, "Life totally changed." Yeah, I need yeah. to. I need to look at stuttering. There's more. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> because. When I found myself introducing myself, I found myself introducing myself um, to people who stutter, um, or just people, and they also stuttered, they would say, oh, so do you stutter? And I would say, no, I don't. And then it became kind of this, you know, let down feeling like, sorry, I don't. Like, I felt like I needed to apologize. Wow. And and then they'd say, oh, what are you here for? Do you have a child who stutters? Blah, blah. It's like what and, they did. <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm studying speech, or I'm a speech therapist. And um, wow. the response wasn't always positive. About really? Their, absolutely, about their speech therapy experiences. Not oh, towards oh, me oh, personally, that, yeah. <laughs> but towards <laughs> speech therapists. You know, um, their experience with speech therapists. And so um, that really resonated in me that we have, there's so many people who stutter who are so hurt by their speech therapy experiences of, and it's typically because it's so behavioral and so um, kind of bipolar of stuttering bad, fluency good, you know, this bad good. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so that, along with being surrounded, being the minority, I realized I needed to change that with future speech therapists and I needed to stop that cycle of speech therapy and um, raise awareness of the holistic perspective of stuttering and um, and so that's my ultimate realization that I can do that with a PhD wow. I can do that by teaching teaching wow. other speech therapists Wow you you uh, you rock <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I wouldn't go that far, but thanks. It, it, it inspires me. So the question I've been dying to ask ever since you said, um, you know, SLP should try this, blah, 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 blah. Have you ever tried voluntary stuttering? Yes, absolutely. And what was it like? Um, I can't remember. Honestly, I can't really remember <laughs> the first time I did it. I do it often. No, Clear, I do it often. Clearly you were not emo emotionally scarred enough <laughs> well, I can't well okay I do remember actually now going back to my one of my 
clients during the master's program where I wanted her to voluntary stutter in public and so I but she was just so nervous about it that mm -hmm. I knew I needed to do it and model it and show her hey it's really cool it's really okay <laughs> holy crap I can remember <laughs> going up to the coffee the woman at um, the coffee place and stuttering and like I couldn't make eye contact my palms were sweating and I felt judged and we like went and sat down with our coffee and I was like oh my god she she so noticed did y'all see like I I I I was so I can't like I couldn't even like yeah. like function and wow. they were like no yeah she didn't really notice and you sounded <laughs> fine <laughs> that was an awesome realization as well of in your head like it's really hard to step out of being in your head yeah yeah yeah, but but now voluntary stuttering. I voluntary stutter in front. I mean, it's a very safe space, but I voluntary stutter in front of my class very often of the fluency disorders class, and we practice. I have them practice their voluntary stuttering, and they go out into the out into the world and stutter and write a reflection on it. And um, but we practice enough that my aim is to get them desensitized and out of their head. Mm. with the stuttering or with their own voluntary stuttering yeah Vikesh how what what was it like uh, entering a new continent new country new accent staying <laughs> still the same old American <laughs> yeah I'm still and getting stuttering. used yeah. to uh, I'm still getting used to the accents uh, both theirs and mine <clears throat> and course, the terminology but... too the, yeah. Yes, there are definitely uh, some some different uh, words and and, uh, and phrases that are used here that I have to like. I'm sorry, what, what did you say? <laughs> no dramas, no dramas. I'm like, oh, no worries. Okay, that's what you mean. Okay, no. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, you know what? I, I have to admit, probably because I have uh, moved around a bit. So you know, growing up in New Jersey, uh, living in Florida. And then living in Toronto uh, for, for for the past seven years, I mean, I think it was a bit easier in the in the fact that um, you know that I had already left my home base, right? and so from a, a speech perspective and a stuttering perspective, I think I got all of my uh, stuttering related issues out when I moved to Florida because that was that was the first <laughs> move from home base, right? And actually, that's ironically, and I think about it now, perhaps. That's why I discovered the NSA there, right? I mean, I had a, a really big challenge when I lived when I lived in Florida, and you know, I was I lost my job when when I lived there, so I was in a brand new state uh, with only a few friends there, and my my entire world of the work I knew and everything else had kind of had kind of fallen apart, and my speech at at that point kind of uh, took a dive as well, right? So I mean, I grew up. Uh, fairly overt with my speech in in grade school and high school, so really not able to c communicate. And then, I guess in university, I just got smarter and I became covert. Right, I just learned to change words, and my uh, my vocabulary expanded. So I was able to to you know to be more social and communicate. But you know, deep down, being covert, while it it, it may seem easier to the external parties. Um, you know, internally, it's very draining. 
right? And I mean, I would do a presentation for an hour, and if it felt like I just I just ran for eight hours, right? Like I mean, I would yeah. be 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 just um, exhausted from a one hour presentation, and my colleagues like, oh, that was great, and and I'm sure you know from a a fluency perspective, I'm sure the speech sounded fine, uh, but from an internal perspective of, okay, I've got to hide my stutter uh, for the next hour and make sure I don't slip up, otherwise I'll be judged, um, that, that, is, that is a lot of pressure. Right? And, so and you're in it, your early 20s. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, so that's when I, I actually uh, I discovered uh, the first um, self-upgrade, right? So I remember clearly November 2001 when I, and actually I had emailed a friend of mine from university who I knew was studying to be an SLP because uh, I, was, I was so afraid of that at the time to use the phone. So I sent her an email. I'm like, hey, you know, really having problems with my speech. Is there anything you recommend? And she said, you should check out the NSA. Uh, so, so, so I looked up, uh, you know, the website and, and I found this, uh, the support group meeting and uh, in in 28 years, that was the first time I met someone else who stuttered. Uh, so for, for 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 28 years, and I mean, and I worked in New York, <laughs> so which has a fairly <laughs> large population. So yeah. obviously, we are definitely the one percent elite in the world, right? Because it's so hard <laughs> to find, and 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 it could be a variety of reasons, right? It, it it could be that you know I had met other people who stuttered, but I didn't want to acknowledge that that I was a person who stuttered. So perhaps I did. But I never, you know, equated myself uh, to someone who stutters because growing up, you tend to believe what people tell you. And when people say, you know, calm down, slow down, you tend to think, okay, well, maybe I don't have a stutter. Maybe I just really talk too fast. Uh, and, yeah, you know, yeah. growing up in, in New Jersey, that is quite possible because <laughs> we do talk very fast, right? So you tend to believe what, what people tell you and they're just trying to help, right? Calm down, slow down. And in reality, those, don't really help yeah. in, in the big scheme of things, um, but you know. So, so that that was really my first kind of um, you know, uh, like Jill's experience of the conference was kind of my experience at the first NSA meeting uh, to go. Wait a minute. There's other people here who stutter, and I'm not the only one. Uh, okay, this just got interesting. Like, wait a minute, there's, <laughs> you mean there's more of us, yeah, right? Really, and, yeah. and my mind just spun out of control going, I can't believe this, mm -hmm. right? And, and so, I mean, and that was really, I mean, that was 11 years ago. And that was kind of the beginning of my, um, I'll say, path to self-acceptance, right? And it's taken, me, it's taken me quite a while and probably in the, only in the last couple of years um, that I can uh, talk about stuttering to anyone, right? Employer, friends, my, you know, kids, uh, uh, friends, parents at school, whoever it is, right? And I, and I have no fear or no shame, and and I think it's taken me a long time to, to get over that, right? To feel guilty, to always apologizing for my stutter. Oh, I'm sorry, I have a stutter. Mm -hmm. So now I don't say sorry. Oh, and you know, and if I do have a block, and if people have a, oh, I've got a stutter, you know, and oh, uh, oh no, that's okay. I mean, and. I, I I find as long as you know I'm kind of casual about it, the the listener will be casual about it as well. Yeah. So and it's and they it's pick really up our cues. exactly yeah. exactly. So uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. So I didn't realize you were covert for some time. I, I was yeah yeah it, it's it's interesting how I think I've 
Well, I know I've become a bit more overt um, in my kind of acceptance uh, journey, right? Because I was always trying to, to hide it so much, and now I just don't. I just don't care as much, right? And if you, I mean, my 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 speech goals have evolved from you know wanting to be fluent to now I just want to say what I want to say when I want to say it, and you know that's something that that I was not able to do before, right? I I, I would always. Um, avoid situations, you know, oh, yeah. if I, I was with my friends and they're like, oh, let's order pizza, uh, you know, I would try to make a run for the bathroom or something just so I wouldn't have to place that call, right? <laughs> and now, the same and now I'm the first person that says, yeah. sure, I'll, I'll place the order, right? So, yeah. so, so I really uh, learned to kind of take on these speaking opportunities. Plus, I love to talk, so I mean, come on. <laughs> Anything else before we uh, wrap up? Um, there was something that did come into my mind. Give me one second. <sighs> Anything? So do you feel like, uh, oh, I remember how you said what's our... Um, a while back, you said, "What's our aim or vision or goal for the group or the association?" Yeah. Um, one was to provide unbiased support, so to yeah. provide a space, a, a safe space to stutter or to do whatever it is you need to do to on your path of stuttering. Um, but also, I think a uh, Another big goal, maybe long-term goal is the best way to say it, is to um, provide supports for SLPs and for people in the community who want to learn more about stuttering. That's and, a very um, good point. Yeah, because you know, just to spread our knowledge and the awareness of what stuttering is and acceptance of stuttering in the community. Especially after the experience that you've had at your first conference that that would what you describe like that sounds like that's exactly what you're descri describing yeah or what you're hoping for to be in your mission in the ASL's right. mission yeah. Sure yeah to yeah to keep <coughs> to, to reinvent to recreate the concept of what stuttering is and how to talk to people who stutter and how to work with people who stutter and um, yeah the, the, to decrease the social stigma still because I feel like it's really still very prevalent um, and I've noticed it here and the um, one thing I've noticed is the um, the lack of diversity when it comes to speakers when it comes to um, diversity of speech um, okay. with accepting differences of speech and um, and you know for example having a person who stutters I mean this is honestly this is like one of my biggest ideals for the world is that we'll have um, a news anchor one day somewhere that stutters that's my big thing <laughs> or <so> openly <laughs> Yeah, I mean there is that and, guy. What's uh, his name? John Stossel, but I don't think he actually stutters yeah. on the air. But yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Somebody who stutters openly. Anyway, um, and I've and I've um, I've heard suggestions that people with speech differences shouldn't be on the news, and I've heard people outwardly say that as if it's a fact. Like you know, it's mm. it's a rule. People who are different it's with speech rule. differences should mm. limit their career options and not include you know TV personality on their list. Um, so. That's something that really um, bothers me. <laughs> That's something yeah. that I want to yeah. change the community perception on. Yeah. Yeah, and just sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm gonna kind of keep spieling about this really quick because one of my <laughs> students one time. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say one of my students. Someone <laughs> once said, um, "Don't make me that... have to edit this. I don't have the time." <laughs> to go through the whole episode. It's fine. A student, you know, learning, learning yeah. about stuttering, they said something about, well, what if they want to go for a job at a call service, a calling service, or something along those lines? And um, I know tons of people said, stutter that do that. A call really? sender, um, teacher, um, what else was there? Um call center teacher lawyer uh yeah a ton of like um careers where you think huh how but yeah they do it and they excel uh yeah and, it, it's they're humans and in you fact, know like uh, there's someone in australia who's been on my show a few times he's a lecturer at a university and he gets the highest uh, student ratings for being the best speaker and he stutters Awesome. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I completely hijacked your sentence, your phrase. Well, to keep <laughs> going saying, with that, sorry. it's like there shouldn't, but she, there shouldn't yeah. be limitations. It's no. just socially created or it's just yeah. Yeah. individually created. Yeah. And and so I, I just had to reinforce to these students that I, I asked them the, the devil's advocate kind of question. I said, okay, so you're working with a person who – or you – you suggest that a person who stutters should limit their career choices based on their stuttering. So every person who stutters should never look into being a telephone person, a person who has to work on the telephone. And they were like, and some of them were like, yeah. And I was like, hey, listen to yourself. Go. <laughs> That's like 99% of all the jobs out there. A lot of people I know who stutter think, oh, I'll just become a computer programmer and I'll never have to speak well. You're in meetings, you're on conference calls, you're on the telephone. I'm sorry, like you can <laughs> stop deluding yourself. Yeah. <laughs> There's very few non, yeah, but but I, I want it to be a person who stutters their choice. You know, I don't, I, yeah. If, yeah. if they choose to be a computer programmer or something that where they don't have to speak, let it be their choice, but I don't want society to be. Yeah controlling it and that's where success comes in when you follow your passion you follow what you want to do yeah oh, i guess that's a great uh, way to end off uh, quite an interesting conversation that you're pointing what Vikesh <laughs> had something to say oh sorry oh Go ahead. Uh, well no i, I was going to add just uh just quickly um you know in, in terms of just expanding on jill's comments about our vision you know, our, I think it's also incorporated into our slogan, uh, get people talking, right? That's and right. I forgot about your talking, slogan. 
it's it's twofold, right? It's one to get people talking at our meetings, right? So <laughs> the meeting is just it's just a place for people to talk. And I think on our on our website, we're fairly clear that at the meetings you can be fluent, you can stutter, you can use a certain technique, or you cannot, right? It's completely optional. The, the just main like purpose, my but show. <laughs> exactly. But but the second part of get people talking is also like to to this point to get people talking about stuttering, right? So from an awareness perspective. So like like everything Jill just, just commented on is exactly um, kind of incorporated into that slogan. So it's more of, it's about the meetings, but it's also about society. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And I've been saying that throughout the whole episode here. So <laughs> I know it gets annoying to hear the person say the same wow over and over, but mm-hmm. that's a very, that's, I uh, think that's a very effective mission slash brand uh i think you guys are well off on on a very good start congratulations congratulations on this new uh venture i can't wait to see what happens Uh, appreciate it so uh keep me updated keep updated will do okay thank you for coming on to my show all right danny thanks (laughs) thanks for having us really appreciate it and I have a last-minute submission from one of my roving reporters. Hi, everybody. So, the other day, I stopped by the library, and I was asking something of the librarian. And after I was done talking to her, I turned to go and I noticed that that the person behind me had started talking to the librarian and this guy was stuttering. And I started to smile because like it's nice to know and see that you're not alone. So I thought about saying something to the person, but then I decided not to. I decided not to because I don't know where the person is in terms of if they've accepted their stutter, in terms of um, if they if they are out about their stutter, if they're covert about it, I don't know. But it got me thinking about How um, do others approach a similar situation in that they find out that someone stutters? And I thought about um, seeing if I can put up a, a 
poster at my library about stuttering um, or even put up something about the the Google Hangouts for people that stutter and I thought that'd be a very good idea so I'll be asking if there are any posters to people and I will do my best to set that up and maybe even setting up an information table for people who stutter or like people interested in studying at the library. So that's just my little thoughts and I'd be happy to hear from others about this subject. So talk to you guys soon and I am very excited to see a lot of people at the NSA in Scottsdale. It's going to be amazing. Okay, bye-bye. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about on my show. Actually, I've mentioned a few times how I would uh, run into someone um, who happens to stutter. Uh, but this would be in a situation uh, much like yours where it's not in a social atmosphere. It's more like you know, I'm you know, in line somewhere and I overhear another customer stuttering or you know, this one famous story I keep repeating, which is I was at a bookstore and one of the salespeople came up to ask if I needed some help and he stuttered. And, I just didn't know what to do. Do I mention it? Is that person sensitive to it? Um, you know, it's you know at his workplace. Uh, does he want? You no, know, was he? Is he open about it to his workers? So, in your situation, yeah. Like, do you mention something and all that? So, very, very good question to uh, the listeners. What do you do? And I, I want to hear. I want to hear. Um, your take has this ever happened to you i would love to hear a story um so again audio submissions i would love to hear it if not uh you can email the story and i'll read it on the air but listening to you is a lot more interesting so i already gave you the, inst- the instructions uh <laughs> you'll find the link to record voicemail and it'll get emailed directly to me or the other one record your own sound file mp3 or, wh- or whatever and it'll get sent to me so well I'm done now. I'm officially done now <laughs> with this episode. Um, mere stuttering. You know, like I said before, fill in the blank. <laughs> Be with confidence. Ciao.